watching us this morning. Good to see all of you this morning. And I, uh, <clears throat> I made a statement last week that uh, I ask your forgiveness of because uh, part of it I did it in the wrong spirit. I didn't uh, start, I started to give a young lady a word and then I end up talking to a gentleman and it just didn't come out right. But he's here, I ask him to forgive me and we're good. And uh, anyway, I ask your forgiveness if you were offended in that. Isn't God good? Amen. I receive that. Amen. I receive that in Jesus' name. I want, there's something I want to read to you. <clears throat> the Arctic Ocean is warming up. Icebergs are growing. Some places the seals are finding the water too hot. According to the consulate out of Norway, reports from fishermen Seal hunters and explorers all point to a radical change in climate conditions, unheard of temperatures, warm temperatures in the Arctic zone, scarcity of ice in a lot of places, uh, sounding to the depths of 3,100 meters show the Gulf Stream still very warm. Great masses of ice have been replaced. And it just goes on and on about how warm it's getting. Oh, I didn't tell you. This report was from November the 2nd, 1922. <laughs> 99 years ago, they were crying about war global warming. Listen, there are cycles in life. There's cycles in nature. I, I just love that. I know I've read that years ago here. But isn't that just the way it is? And, and all the cry that's going on. And listen, it's, it's about what Angie talked about. It's just more of them wanting to control you and I. It's them wanting to stop the church of the living God. If they can divide families in the church, it's over. Let's just bless the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. Because Psalms 103 says... The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. Now he's over all. Now he didn't cause the calamities. He didn't cause that calamity, rapes, murders, all the damage in Haiti. You know, he gets blamed for a lot of things. But he left the earth to be ruled by man. Psalms 108 says the earth he's given to man. And we're, he's put all things under his feet. And we're to rule and reign here. But there's a lot of things going on, isn't there? Well, are things getting better or worse? They're getting better. They're getting, let me read you some things from 200 years ago. And some of this is from Harold Eberly. <clears throat> In the early 1800s, the United States had 5 million immigrants. 20% of them were slaves. In other words, a million of them were slaves here in the United States. The age for sexual consent were 9 or 10 years old in most states. Alcoholism was much worse. 
prostitution was much higher. In New York State, they said there's one prostitute for every 64 men. The mayor of Savannah, Georgia, said it's worse here. One prostitute for every 39 men. The percentage of people attending church was approximately about the same as it is today. Murder was commonplace. Women could not vote. Men could beat their wives as long as they did not maim or kill them. Ladies, you ought to be praising the Lord. Come on, help me. <clears throat> In Italy, 40% of the population, 40% of the population were slaves. Let me read you Mark 4. Let's look at Mark 4 and we'll start with... Uh, Verse 26, this is Jesus was saying, The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seeds upon the soil. So we're talking about the kingdom of God. And he goes to bed at night and gets up by day. And the seed sprouts and grows. How he himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself. First the blade then the head, then the mature grain in the head. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Listen, Jesus is going to come after a harvest one of these days too. He's got a sickle. Verse 30. How shall we picture the kingdom of God? Or by what parable shall we present it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the soil, though it is smaller than all the seeds that are sown upon the soil, yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and forms large branches so that the birds of the air nest under its shade. The mustard seed, the tiniest and yet Gets to be the biggest. I really think that's a, that's a great picture of the kingdom. It started small. It started with a baby being born in Bethlehem. But the mustard seed is true in our lives. We start small. And it expects us to mature. To grow up. But it, it's a process. And we can't see ourselves growing. We can't. We want God to manifest himself to us. And yet he manifests himself through us. And others sees more growth in it than we see in ourselves. I see more growth in angel than she sees in angel. Because that's just the way it works. God is growing in us. He's going to get done what he wanted to do. Are things worse or better? Well, let me tell you, you know, of course, Jesus Christ was crucified in A.D. 33. Then the church was growing. But A.D. 70, you know, Jerusalem was overrun. The temple was destroyed, was, you know, they did all kinds of things in there that shouldn't have been done to just come against God. But you know how they took Jerusalem? 
the Romans surrounded Jerusalem for four months. It'd be like a military putting a five-mile radius around us. Nobody could come in or out. They starved them out. They surrounded that city and starved them out. There's a story of one lady. It got so bad, I mean, it was cannibalism. She killed her own child. One day she ate half and was going to save the next half for the next day and thieves broke in. You know, there was a battle over who got the other half. I mean, during that time, a man would try to escape and they'd catch him and just cut his hands off and put him back in. Toward the end, they were crucifying, they said, as many as 500 people a day. That, but first they'd beat them. They'd torture them. And then they would crucify them. That happened in A.D. 70. There's a lot of things. I want to talk some things about the book of Revelation. I'm not going through it this morning. I'm probably not, but for the next few weeks, unless the Lord changes my mind, I'd like to show you just some things out of it that have already happened. Because I'm, I'm telling you, God is on the move, and we need to know where he's at in time. So, there was over one million Jews killed during that time. The church really grew even after that. They had home groups, and the church really grew. But in a couple of hundred years later, in uh, 313 when Constantine came in to rule and he either come to know the Lord or thought he did. It's debatable. But he stopped the house church worship. He stopped Christianity really and had some planned meetings. And things changed. That was in 313. By the year 500, they said you could hardly, the church was literally dead. There just had to be a few. But then, what, in 1500, Martin Luther comes along and reads his thesis, and the church begins to, to move again. But I also want to look at uh, Luke 21. Let me read you a little passage out of that. Luke 21, 20. When you see... Jerusalem, this is what Jesus was telling the disciples. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by the armies, then recognize that her desolation is near. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains, and those who are in the midst of the city must leave. And those who are in the country must not enter the city. Because these are days of vengeance, so that all things which are written will be fulfilled. But woe to those who are pregnant, to those who are nursing babes in those days, for there will be great distress upon the land and wrath to this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword, will be led captive into all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. He preached that somewhere around A.D. 30, 33, somewhere in that time period when he was here. In A.D. 70, that scripture was fulfilled. 
I'm just telling you, there's some things in the book of Revelation that's already come to pass. And the kingdom of God is being enlarged. And Lord, we, we want it to be enlarged in us. And remember, the Lord is sovereign. His throne is in the heavens, and His sovereignty rules over all the earth. <clears throat> A lot of the Jewish people were taken and uh, taken to other countries as slaves. But, you know, we need to have our ears open. We need to hear. Many Jewish people heard what Jesus said and left Judea. They left Jerusalem and escaped. Many, many of them moved, moved out. So, you know, we need to hear what God is saying. In the book of Revelation, I want to read you one verse out of that. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him. In other words, God gave Jesus this revelation to show to his bond servants the things which must soon take place and he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bondservant John. That's the Apostle John. But notice the words, things which must soon take place. Say that. They must soon take place. Now, that was written a couple thousand years ago. It said it must soon take place. And yet there's a belief, and, and a lot of Christians believe it, that most of Revelation has not happened. And they still, they, they still believe there's seven years of possible real tribulation. Well, there, there's always tribulation. There's always has been. There always will be. Some people it may not affect like it does others. But you've walked through tribulation. And I'll get into our country in a minute, but we just need to believe God knows what He's doing. Listen, He started the kingdom of God come when the babe was born. And when Jesus Christ took His stand when He was 30 years old and was baptized and the Spirit of God came upon Him, His kingdom has been being enlarged ever since. He dealt, he dealt with the Jewish people the unbelievers or believers that were there, he dealt with them. He said judgment must first begin in the house of God. They were the first people. That's the first house he dealt with, and he dealt with them in A.D. 70. The Romans were in charge, and they're the ones that actually handled the crucifixion of Jesus, and they ruled for almost 500 years. But he dealt with them. Their rule stopped in, I believe, 476. But ever since his kingdom started, it has been progressing. It's gradually growing. Put up that scripture in Isaiah, please. His kingdom will never stop growing. You and I don't see it growing the way we want it to. But his kingdom is growing. What about that scripture? There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. 
His kingdom is growing over in the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forever. Amen. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Regardless, even Donald Trump didn't get elected. Things don't always work out like we think they should. Maybe things not working out the way you think in your life or in your job or in your family. But the kingdom of God is increasing. And he's calling us to walk in that and believe that, that he is sovereign over the whole thing. He's got a plan and purpose, and his purpose will be fulfilled in the earth. The question is, are we going to allow him to fulfill his kingdom and purpose in our life? Are we going to take our place in the kingdom of God, or are we going to waffle out? Are we going to fall by the side? Amen. Keep saying amen, Grandma. Keep cheering me on. We see, we see these things taking place. This revelation says, which must soon take place. So, the mustard seed, it started out small, but it's growing. It's growing in your life. You may not see it. It's not growing as fast as we want. I can't believe there's still things that, Lord, surely I should have outgrown or got over this by now. We had a lady here years ago, was a saint. She had been a missionary in World War II in China. She had walked the streets. She had never married. She had remained a virgin. She was a great woman of God. She was way up in her 80s. And she come in one day and she had something going on with her in her life and I said sister Catherine I never thought about you even ever having a problem but you know what she did she said pastor when it'll be over I said I know it's when your life's over that's when it's over there's tribulation in this world but the church of God is arising keep praying for the church keep praying for this church Keep praying for us. We, we need your prayers. We, we need your support. But the kingdom of God is moving. Daniel 2.44 says, This kingdom of God will increase until it eventually crushes all other kingdoms. Now I'm telling you, he's king. He was crucified, rose from the dead, showed up for about 40, 50 days, but he's taking his seat on the throne. And he's large and in charge. And you know, the biggest, and even this morning, I just have to say, Lord, I just want my focus on you. It's immaterial of everything else. I just need to look at you. I'm your idea. We are your idea. Lord, it's your kingdom. We're just blessed to be players in the kingdom. You want on the team? Some of you need to get... Your, it, I'm calling you out. Your, your bench-warming days are over. Come on. Get in the game. Get in the game. Get in the game. 
God wants you in the game. Crucified. He dealt with the Jews. We see that. He dealt with the Romans. He's still dealing with things. We just, he just didn't do it the way we wanted him to. But you know, he gives us powers of choice. We can choose. You chose to be here today. There's, there's lots of choices to be made. And there's choices that our, our country needs to make. And I want to look at a couple of verses out of Psalms uh, 106. Therefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people and he abhorred his inheritance. Then he gave them into the hands of the nations and those who hated them ruled over them. Here's where the Church of America has got to wake up. Don't think God won't give America a spanking. Listen, America is on a tipping place. God is going to get his kingdom done whether we're free or he takes us into slavery. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to go into slavery. That's not God's will. We're to be the light of the nations. But we've lost a lot of that light. And listen, it's on the church. It's not on the lost. It's on the church because the lost doesn't see enough in the church. And you and I are the church. But don't just think. This is where the church as a whole is. Oh, God will get this done. Yeah, he will. But he's looking for somebody to believe him and stand up and say something about it. Amen. To make a stand where you are. You just let Jesus be Jesus, as Debbie said, in the field. That's on your job. That's wherever we are. It's to let Jesus be Jesus. But we have a responsibility to pray for this nation and our president and the leaders. That God will do in this nation what he wants done. Come on, don't shout me down. We, we need to be praying over this thing. We, we need to believe him. Today, Christianity is the largest religion on earth, and about one-third of the population claims to be Christian. So, and there's more people being born again in other countries. Like uh, China, there's probably 20,000 people a day, 35,000 a day in South America. There's other places where God is really moving. There's movements going on. There's revivals. Morio Morella just finished a meeting, a big tent meeting in a big city in California. He, he's going to have one in, in New York City. There's seven, he's going to meet with 700 pastors that are going to come together to help put that meeting on. It'll impact a lot of people. So there's God's doing things. We're impacting more than you know. Your life's impacting more than you know. Your witness impacts more than you realize. Amen. Whether you've said anything or not, just who you are and, and letting Jesus be Jesus in your life. That's what he wants to do. He was crucified in A.D. 33. He arose. He took his seat with Father God as king of kings 
and Lord of Lords. His kingdom is increasing every day. What just tell him, just come and be seated until I make your enemies your footstool. Yeah. Let's just take our part. Let's stand. Let's just take our part. What's your part? Our mission statement. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives. Recovery of sight to the blind. Set the prisoners free. And declare the favorable year of the Lord. That means... This is a favorable day, a favorable year of the Lord for you to get your chains broken. Lord, let us see our blind spots. Let us see, Lord, your love and acceptance for us that we would step in and be who you've called us to be. Let us see as a nation the place that we need to take that we need to stand for the kingdom of God in this nation. Holy Spirit, have your way among us. We bless the Lord. God's here to heal the sick, set the prisoners free, whatever you need. The answer is in the person of Jesus Christ. He is our King. He's our Lord. Let's just worship Him. Listen, if you know you're not where God wants you to be, you need to deal with it. You're not going anywhere till you do with God. He loves you enough to correct you. We bless you, Lord. Listen, we confess our sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We bless you, Lord. That banner is love. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. Just come somewhere to pray for you. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you. Listen. We have to humble ourselves. I continue to repent, Lord, for just all your goodness and not recognizing you and your greatness and who you are, Lord. You're the lamb that was slain. You're the perfect one that bore my sin, bore our sin. You're the one that's right. Lord, they're praying for family, for family members that need to come into the kingdom of God. You know He loves you. Believe He's singing that just to you.
He is our hope. He is the way. He's the truth. He is the life. There's no other way to get to God except through Jesus Christ. America awakened. Give him praise. Give him glory. Thank him for all the storms he's brought you through. of our worship. He's worthy. He's our King. He's our Lord. You know, He chose you. He wrote your name in the book before He ever created the world. He's called you to live in this day and time and to recognize His Lordship. To be about what He's about. Thank you for your love, Jesus. Delight yourself in Him. Quit thinking about what's wrong and think about what's right. He doesn't have a complaint department. Jesus, be Jesus in us. Amen. Any other word this morning?
Amen. He's on the move. You didn't turn the cheek, huh? Well, God will forgive you. He loves you. John Watson, would you come pray over us as we close? God, we thank you for this time of fellowship that we've had. Thank you for the word that we've heard. God, we pray that it would find a lodging place deep down in our hearts so that we can remember it at the appointed time. And God, I pray that each, each one of us has a great week, great week at work, great week in our normal day-to-day lives, and help us to be light in the dark world, Lord. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Thank you, John. I'm glad you're here today. Be blessed. Come Wednesday night, hear what Debbie's got to say, what the Lord's going to say.